Last week I mentioned that it was during the women's movement that um, we began to reclaim some of the uh, lessons of spirit that Native Americans had taught us because women's movement moved into goddess imagery and there was some of that there and and the connection with the earth. Tomorrow, our nation celebrates Columbus Day as a federal holiday. Um, over the last couple of decades, this has come to be a rather dubious, this have a rather dubious status as a holiday because we've slowly begun to recognize how uncivilized some of our codes and behavior have been. Waking up to it perhaps at the, spirit, at the speed of evolution. The alleged hero of the day was really not very different than today's politicians, if you think about it. Christopher Columbus left not knowing where he was going, and when he got there, he didn't know where he was. He returned not knowing where he had been, decimated the well-being of the majority of the population while he was there, did it all with someone else's money, and declared the whole venture a glowing success. (laughs) Which was ultimately federally sanctioned, and the majority of Americans tacitly approve, celebrating it along with uh, the government. This past June, when the Unitarian Universalist Association gathered, or or about 3,000 members of Unitarian and Universalist congregations across this nation, gathered in Phoenix, Arizona for our General Assembly, the uh, national conference that we have. One of the measures that was taking up during our business sessions was a request from partner organizations to repudiate something known as the doctrine of discovery. Who, who knows what that is? Okay, the doctrine of discovery. Um, well, this, okay, this is a quote from the UUA website, the Unitarian Universalist Association website. The doctrine of discovery is a principle of international law dating from the late 15th century. It has its roots in a papal decree issued by Pope Nicholas V in 1452 that specifically sanctioned and promoted the conquest, colonization, and exploitation of non-Christian territories and peoples. Hundreds of years of decisions and laws continuing right up to our time can ultimately be traced back to the doctrine of discovery Laws that invalidate or ignore the rights, sovereignty, and humanity of indigenous people in the United States and around the world. 
The doctrine is woven into the fabric of United States law via 19th century case law that is still used as precedent. In the early 1800s, a series of Supreme Court decisions justified the way in which colonial powers laid claim to lands belonging to sovereign indigenous nations. It is still the basis used by courts today to violate existing treaties with native peoples and take away their mineral and water rights. Well, if, if you've not heard of Doctrine of Discovery, have you heard of Manifest Destiny? Pretty much the same thing. It's all claiming that the, the European Christian movement had a right to do what it wanted because it was predestined by God to control the world and with God on their side, So as our children's lesson taught today, we decided that the white Europeans decided that um, our version of civilization was better. All of this sets the stage for how immigrants are being treated by the United States today along with Native Americans. At General Assembly, during one of the lectures, um, someone was talking about how, you know, we try to, we've drawn this line at the southern border. And the people that we're trying to keep on one side of it were actually here first. They, someone who who was um, of Hispanic descent was suggesting that we make the boundaries, national boundaries, permeable. There's a really good 15-minute video from the UUA that's. Um, that's about all of this, and we were shown it at the spring conference in Houston this past year. I really want to bring it and share it with you. I think you would be very interested in the, in the summary of the history of the doctrine of discovery that it shares. I hope we can watch it together sometime this year, maybe even as preparation for our Thanksgiving service. Um, I'm sure that some of you history buffs know a lot more about all of this than I ever will. But General Assembly, in response to that request, passed a resolution repudiating the doctrine of discovery. And it was particularly timely as we 3,000 of us went to do a candlelight vigil outside of Joe Arpaio's tent prisons in Phoenix, Arizona, where undocumented people 
are housed. And I think I've shared with you some of the stories that are reminiscent of concentration camps. Our government, doctrine of discovery, it's all tied up together. Well, this is not a radical thing for the Unitarians to do because the Episcopalians beat us to it by three years. How about them apples? And the United Nations declared, uh, created a declaration on the rights of indigenous people in 2007, and the country, the United States, became a signatory for that document in 2010. But it's really hard to figure out what to do about all of this. In our confidence, pride, and arrogance, our cultural behavior would indicate that we assumed we know best and that some generic American culture is ultimately superlative and that all the world, and probably beyond if we ever get there, would be better off if they simply let us impose our version of management and run things the way we think they ought to be run, although we aren't doing very well (laughs) running our own business, if you ask me. With what we really believed earlier in our history to be noble, to be trying to save people from what we really believed to be a less desirable life. We did an awful lot of damage. Genocide. Human rights violations that have not ended. It leaves us wondering what good can come from all of this. How can we possibly undo the damage? Changing the name of a holiday is certainly little enough to ask. There are a number of states that have changed the name of Columbus Day to Indigenous Peoples Day. Um, South Dakota, uh, I wrote them down someplace. But there are also major cities, well, just cities across the country that have done it locally. Making statements repudiating perspectives that are so deeply interfused into our own ways of operation is of questionable effectiveness and may be of little consequence, but we, but we do, through those acts, revisit the ghosts of our history and hopefully dissemble the remnants the residue, the vestiges of entitlement that still color our outlook. And they're really pretty insidious. 
Clearly, without concerted, committed efforts by keen legal minds, without the willingness of legislative bodies and courts, the doctrine of discovery's offspring will probably remain inseparable from our other standard operating procedures. So it becomes incumbent upon us to address it each one at a time. Make the cultural shift occur at the grassroots level, like everything else that we can do that makes a difference. You see, our eyes are still accustomed to seeing in terms of dualism sides where one has to be right and one has to be wrong, division, us or them, either or. We haven't yet learned to see that quite often those distinctions and divisions are set up by the skeptical mind, mindset we inherited from ancestors People who lived in different days, different times and circumstances. In our world today, it becomes more and more critical that we step aside from being judgmental. And finding those kinds of solutions into moving towards solutions that are both and Solutions with broad enough vision to encompass and be comprehensive. Encompass all the pieces and be comprehensive. I believe our capacity to do that is evolving with us. Revelation is not sealed. The spirit of understanding is given slowly as we grow and we can live into it because we're not the same. Those generations did what I believe they believed to be the best they could, the right thing. It's easy to sit where we are and judge that. And there are people that aren't going to understand yet the ramifications of the things that our nation has done. Or that humankind continues to do to humankind. But those who can understand it have a spiritual obligation to do the work to change the world. By the time of the Enlightenment, science and religion had been, had been severed into separate camps, pretty concretely, pretty strongly. They took off in opposite directions, looking for the same things. Truth and the capacity to grasp it. 
In many ways, we're coming full circle. Such that the two are running back into each other more and more. The simultaneous complexity and simplicity of truth, of what is and what isn't, of what we can comprehend and what we cannot, all these paradoxes are what remains when opposites have not resulted in the utter annihilation of one another. Though at times it may have seemed possible. What calls us is more penetrating than breath and more far-reaching than human reason. We answer it with our lives. I am grateful for this country. Thus far in its history, it succeeded in becoming a place I can stand here and talk about what I see wrong with it. It is so far a place where I can stand and espouse ideas that are radical, unconventional, or challenging to the status quo without being disappeared. I am very aware of the multitude of benefits and blessings that are mine as a result of a heritage I have done nothing to earn. Yet I can envision a world community like our principles say with liberty and justice for all, peace. Building that beloved community always, always is an inside-out job. Always it requires courage and faith. And I would also recommend prayer. May we each take every possible opportunity to enhance its likelihood. Let us stretch our imagination so that we can come to better understand those who may feel to us like other. Until we become able to embrace them as brother.